This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. In this face, you already know what time it is. The latest episode of 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks, just reasons. Every week, from now until they, they say, Ben, you can't do this no more. I'm sitting down with one of the best doing it, rep- repping the Orange and Blue Boys. My next guest, I already know him. I've seen him a couple of times on a, on other avenues. Man, Mama probably serving up something real. Taste test, because she going to kick me the hell out. I'm telling you right now, she's like, Ben, you ain't tasting. Yes, I am. I'm going to taste a cup. Anything you got, mama, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to have, a, I'm going to go into a coma of sweetness. But from South Florida, St. Thomas Aquinas, for those of you who don't know, all the way up to Gainesville, wearing that one five, the great Derek Wingo. What's going on with you that D Wingo? Not too much. How are you? Thank you for taking the time. I listen, before, before, I, I, before we, because I know today is, is crazy day. We got early Saturday now. I, I don't know if you was able to be involved in early sign today, but people people see you came to Florida, right? I know how crazy your recruitment was. I remember when you came out. I remember the All American Bowl. I remember Florida Player of the Year. You had more. You had scholarship offers like a freaking five star quarterback. I remember it. For though you ended up in Florida, and we listen, and we love having you. Super duper happy that you chose us. But please tell people that just because you ended up in Florida, how crazy the recruiting process is. Yeah, so um, I know it's a lot crazier now, but the recruiting process is crazy. You know, going through everything, um, you know, all the different coaches hit up your phones, and then you have background noise from all these other people, your family members, your um, family members that weren't even in your life before, and now they are. So uh, the recruiting process is definitely something that's crazy, and uh, I give all those kids that's props that are going through it today um, and being able to make the best decision for themselves. But for me, I'd say it was it was definitely something that was pretty hectic. We were able to slim it down and kind of make the best decision for us. What was crazy? Trying to figure out what school you go to or just being out there with all that talent at the All-America Bowl? I'd say a little bit of both. I'd say a little bit of both, you know, and then you have the the persuasion from the other guys who already committed from schools um, trying to get you to come there and play with them. And, and, you know, now you open it up and now you have the transfer portal. So that I mean, that's that's like recruitment in itself when you're already in college. Derek, when you think about your time in college, I mean, you didn't I mean, you know, about seen it all, man. You're talking about two different coaches. Uh, I want the pandemic. Uh, NIL. I mean, I don't know where you were. I don't know if you was in New York or South Africa, but I know you know you know you didn't even stamp your passport. I mean, from every and you still got eligibility left. With everything, when you come to college, could anybody had halfway prepared you for all the stuff you've experienced thus far? Yeah, so I'd say probably not. I was not expecting any of this. So you know, to come in through COVID, um, being with a whole new coaching staff, transition with new coaches all across the board, new strength staff. And then um, them doing to be able to have a good job with now I'm traveling across the world for doing community service and doing all these different things that are online and NIL hits. And it's just and now you're doing deals with different companies. And and it's just been a it's been a long journey. And I'm, I'm really excited and happy that I was able to be a part of all of it. Derek, well, you, you, you keep on mentioning, though, the transfer portal to me, I don't think NIL reshaped it. I think it's the portal. I think it reshaped 
it's like it's college football free agency. That's that's what it is. Only difference is people when you go into free agency, you might not come out. So don't let for don't there is there is a there is a you know realization when it comes to the portal, and there's also a huge perception when it comes to the portal. You've had teammates that jumped in it that's had been able to go other places, and you've had teammates jump in, and well, they haven't really had the same success. Why you mentioned two different coaching staffs, two different uh you know, ways of doing things. Why was Derek Winkle saying, look, I don't care who come or who not come. I'm not jumping in that portal. I chose Florida. I'm going to stick with Florida. Yeah, so the biggest thing that I would say is the grass isn't always green on the other side. So that's kind of what my mom taught me. So just because something looks better, it looks good, doesn't mean that it always is. Um, and then the biggest thing I'd say, even like something my dad taught me is, you know, is a commitment. For me personally, like I made the commitment to come here and knowing that there could be a coaching change or could be all these things that happens. But at the end of the day, I kind of have to worry about me um, and be the best person that I can be. So um, knowing that I have an opportunity now to be a part of the change of Florida and the rebuilding of Florida and knowing that I've earned respect from guys who have been here before, knowing that I've stayed here and, and, and kind of been here through the bad times, the good times, and now the whole rebuilding. And I kind of want to be a part of that process to be able to see it come out on the other side. You see how you see how fast it's going. College is way different than high school, right? High school, I'm trying to figure out, you know, you know who my teachers are, and you know what position I'm gonna play. College, once you start going, you go. I'm a freshman, and you wake up one day, man. I got him, and I'm 17, 18 years old. I'm in, my, I'm 21, 22 years old. I'm looking. Exactly. Listen, guys, going. You go from asking questions to now they're asking you, "Hey, D. Wingo, did I look good?" They running off the field. Talk about that. Yeah. You go from to like, hey, dude, I just want to know what I got to do. I don't want to mess up to you don't want to tell the guys, hey, man, look, on that play, you got to hit that gap. You know, talk about being becoming a leader just by the circumstance and not coaches making you try to be something you're not. Yeah, so I think it definitely hit me this year uh, at the beginning of or the beginning of this year, because one of the new freshmen who came in, actually, Bryce Thorin. He, uh, he comes up to me. He goes, what's up, Gramps? And I was like, I was like, I he was like, I remember watching you um, when I was a freshman in high school when you were coming in here and all these crazy things. And uh, I think that's when it hit me. And, and the coaches were starting to kind of uh, have those roles opened up. And I felt that I kind of fit those roles to have leadership and, and guide guys in the right direction because, because of also I've been through all these certain things. So understanding how to handle it the right way, I felt that they trusted me to be able to kind of instill that in kind of the younger guys. D Wingo, every time I have one of your teammates on, I'm always talking about what the attention to detail Coach Billy Napier has. He knows, listen, he knows football. I know, I already know how you guys be breaking it down with percentages of what plays to call, what defense to call on, what down the distance. But what is it about him that lets you know because you've been around him a couple of years now? What is it about him that makes you know, look, man, he's the guy for the job. Just give him time. Yeah, so um, so he sits down actually with um, every one of us personally for a very long time. And then he has different like leadership groups and all these different things that he takes. Yes. The statistics, yes. Everything that you need to have accountable for, but he also takes all of our opinions and what we think and how we feel. So um, it goes a lot into the statistics and everything that goes to make the whole program run, but it also is, it's about your players. And I think that's the biggest thing that um, coach Napier um, has about him is his care for his players and his care for the opinion of his players. And you go, sometimes you don't always have that at places. So for him to care, you know, how we practice, what, how our periods um, in practice are, how our meetings are, if we should have 
more walkthroughs of it because he he came in knowing what he was going to do already but to be able to ask us ahead of time be like and then after we do it hey did this work did you guys feel more comfortable with this did this benefit us better and i think that's a big part of um what he's built and what he is building and i think a lot of guys are buying into the program and there's been those guys that have left but those who are coming in those who have signed today and those who have stayed um i'm sure that you know those things are all coming and falling into place we talked about it earlier when we first came on d wingo is look most most colleges and universities are going to talk about developing the whole man not just the player but the person well from Coach Napier, Savannah Bailey, you talk about Gator Good, you talk about Florida Victorious. I look up, I see y'all in the airport. Next thing you know, y'all stamping pants, pours you in South Africa. There's one thing to talk about, man, I want to see what this stuff is like. What is it like going abroad, seeing other people, other coaches, and having to get back on the plane and go, dude, we don't know how great we have it over here. We don't, I mean, you could put the University of Florida to the side. Just, man, is a clean running water, right? We are one of the freest nations in the. What was what was going what was going to South Africa? What was that like to you? I mean, what was that experience like? Yeah, so I give a huge props to Savannah Bailey and uh, the Gator Made program. They they do a really good job of kind of keeping the football aspect a little bit separate, and they teach you how to kind of use your platform and and what you can do from being a football player and transferring that to after football and other certain things. So um, I actually was able to go on the abroad Greece trip. Um, I was able to do the South Africa trip, and then I had some uh, micro-internship with NASA. Um, a couple of things all through GatorMade and Savannah Bailey. So um, to be able to do those things, and I almost, it was like I was involved in the real world. I like took a second, like a second away from football to kind of realize, hey, like this is how the real world is and how to prepare myself for that. So um, they do a really good job with putting you in front of certain people that can, you know, teach you what it's like, how to dress right, how to speak right, all these different things. And, and then also things like South Africa, being thankful for what you have and don't take things for granted because then you got to put yourself in their shoes and be like, wow, like waking up every morning and, and having uh, a dining hall and stuff like that, like these kids having one meal a day. So you know, to be able to give back to those kids and, and really understand the perspective of other people is something that's just amazing. You said South Africa. You talk about internships with NASA. You talk about knowing how to dress, knowing, you know, uh, learning punctuality, learning how to talk, learning how to be a professional. How much more does that help you as a football player? Because the biggest misconception is I can't take Derek away from anything that's not Tennessee, Florida State, you know, Georgia. No, it's no, it's going to make me better because it lets me know I have a skill set outside of my physical abilities because my whole life, I get it. I'm physically more you, but when they go, all right, man, let's put you in this suit. Let's put you in front of these professionals. Let me put you in front of people who's never had athletic talent. They've never had it. They've only cheered for people like you. What did that do for your psyche, D-Wingo, to let you know that, look, holistically, man, they getting me right. Like they, they make you walking in the house saying, number one, I look pretty good in this suit, man. I kind of like, kind of like the colors, kind of like being able to compete with my mind, which it can take me forever. What, what are those conversations like? Because all, people think that the whole team went, no, it's a select group of student athletes in Florida that get to go. What are those conversations like with your teammates when it ain't too many times somebody yell out, what is South Africa like? That is not something you ever thought you would ever get to answer. Still in your early, you know, late teens, early 20s. What, what, are, what are those conversations like in the locker room or with your teammates that you bond with to let them know, hey, fellas, y'all might want to get on this gate a good thing, bro, because I'm telling you, 
it should call it should call it gator great because that's what it feels like when you're doing it. What did that do? What did that do for your mindset when you came back and talked to your teammates about it? Yeah, so they go through a, like a selection process to be able to choose the athletes that can go on these trips, and you know they have to have, to have good grades. They have to be able to um, be doing all the right things, you know, showing up on time, wearing the right things, and and I think that almost motivates like a lot of guys to be able to go on some of these trips. Um, but the biggest thing that I also say is, you know, after coming back and coming on these trips, it teaches you certain things. It teaches you more how to like be mature, right? So now you're coming back from doing all these things, traveling. And now you have to put the pads on. Now you have to show up to meetings on time. You have to have the right things, be prepared. And, and those are just certain things, even though you were doing it when you were in the business world and talking to other people, it translates to almost just how you're presenting yourself and how you're carrying yourself each day. So um, I think that when we kind of talk about that with our teammates, and I think that's the overall message, I think that they all understand and, and that guys want to be a part of. How, how crazy is it, uh, Derek, when you watch yourself from one year to the next, right? You're looking at you, but you're like, dude, that's not me. Get it? Like, this year to – because people don't understand how huge of a, of a transition you go from freshman to sophomore. So you're, you're not even – when you see yourself, what has improved the most that only – because it's one thing that we can – I can look at tape and say, boom, but is there something you say, see, I used to take a false step. That's not a false step anymore. I used to be able to wait. Now, what is it about your game – from year one to year four that you get to say, dude, I can see what coach was telling me to be able to translate the information off the field in the weight room, in the meeting room to the game field. Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing would probably be consistency, understanding those small things that we talked about, you know, always being on time, always uh, kind of doing the right thing, being prepared. And, and guys take that and, and watch you and want to kind of do the same thing because you know that, um, you know, I can be one of those guys that does it the right way. And also I'd say it's the biggest is just the mental part. You know, me knowing the game on the board and and now I'm able to teach guys on the board. I'm, I'm holding certain meetings with guys and the freshman guys that will come in and the guys who came in last year, teaching them stuff on the board and drawing with them without coaches. So I think that's the part where I think that I realized once, once I was drawing things up or guys were sending me film before they sent the coach the film, they'd be like, hey, is this right? And I'd be like, yeah, I don't know, or, or kind of correct them on certain things. So uh, definitely that. How, how dope is that, though, right? Like, as players, people think that we go out of our way to say, hey, follow me, follow me, follow me. It's usually never that. It's like, like you mentioned, freshman, freshman linebacker comes in or a transfer linebacker comes in, and you don't know how much they're watching you. Because in the meet room, coach is yelling your name out. And they're showing this play right here, and they're just taking notes. And the one, then – it's just you and them in there. and Because I think what that's saying is, hey, Derek, if you say I can, I can. I love my coach. Love Coach Pete. Coach Pete, love them guys. But they don't get to do it. They get to yeah. coach it. You do it. So when you go, when, when you say, listen, when Coach yell at them and scream at them and they want to say something, you kind of tap them on the back. Don't say nothing. No, 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 no. Pull that down. Listen, listen. I know what you want to say. I was you. Yeah. But you gonna, listen, but you're going to do more harm? That man got your playing time in the palm of his hand. Yeah. You say the wrong thing, he go from fighting for you in the staff meeting room to, nope. Then your name go from number two to number four. So having that having that respect from your teammates strictly by your work ethic. Because first they go, first they say, am I doing this right? Next thing they say is, hey, D-Wingo, man, how I get on the list to go to South Africa? Because you're both people. Talk about that part, because I think when I watch you, I see a guy that has it all. I see a guy who's a great ambassador for the University of Florida. 
You know, your mom done an incredible job with you. You a guy who understands. I heard some, I think it was, um, I think it was uh, Danny Warfel. He was saying, man, when I think about Derek Wingo, I think servant leader. I think a guy selfless. He, he will do anything for the squad. What, where, where, where does that kind of mentality come from? That's what I say. Definitely my parents. They taught me very well to be able to kind of um, hold myself in my own head to a higher standard, knowing that I can don't always have to say it, but do it. So, I mean, I'll give an example, even small things like after practice, you know, going to the weight room, running a couple extra sprints after when everyone's walking, uh, walking in the locker room, then going in the gym and getting a quick pump in and something like that. And, you know, throughout the first couple of weeks, guys would just kind of look at us and Shamar James was in there, Taraja Mitchell was in there with us and, and guys would kind of just look and be like, oh, but then through like week four or five, they'd be like, hey, those guys are doing it right. And then and they started to join and they started to do that. So um, just definitely leading by example, doing the right things and then just um, speaking the right way, I think is a huge thing. And I think that earns a lot of respect from not only your coaches and your teammates. And I think just your communication with your teammates and having the trust in within each other is that's how you're going to be able to win football games. Speaking of winning football games and, and, you know, have respect for your teammates, man, what is it like playing for Coach Armstrong? I love that guy. So um, he brings a lot of a lot of passion to the room. You know, he's a younger guy uh, from Alabama. He loves to get after it. Um, and, you know, if you do something wrong, he, he's going to come after you. He's going to make sure that you get it corrected. Um, and I think that's big um, to have on the defense side of the ball, someone who is going to coach you and he's going to get on you. So, I mean, you, you play defense. It's a, it's a physical, physical world, especially in the SEC and the teams that we play. So if, you, if you're not going to get, you know, manned up, if you're not going to be able to take coaching and, and the biggest thing you have to understand, if he's yelling at you and screaming at you, it's not because it's about you. It's about he's trying to make you better and you need to understand what he's saying and how he's saying it, not necessarily how he's saying it. So that's the biggest thing with Coach Armstrong, and, and I'm super happy that he's here because he does an amazing job with kind of making sure that, um, we're kind of doing the right things with walkthroughs and everything to make sure guys are on the same page. College football is changing. It's, it's, it seems like it's changing every single year from every single cycle. We talked about NIL. We talked about transfer portal. We got national signing day. We talking about, you know, uh, you guys with the exposure. How, how do you navigate it all Derek? Because when I played, there was no social media. Thank God there was no social media when I played. People have a lot of access to y'all now. A lot of, a lot of criticism. A lot of criticism from the national media to the sports media to national beat writers, local beat writers. How do you make? How do you understand that is there, but still have enough restraining poise to say, "Listen, while I don't like what they're saying, it's too many people." How do you keep your? How do you keep a level head with all this exposure that you guys have? Yeah, so, I mean, definitely the world is insanely different with all the social media and all the things that are going on. Um, the biggest thing is just understanding that sometimes when it comes to a social media standpoint, the biggest thing is understanding that sometimes that guy behind Twitter or behind that phone is a guy who's may not be – he's just saying stuff on Twitter. <laughs> so you need to understand the, the type of platform that you have and the type of people who are watching you and, and um, understand that one small thing and one small mistake – can ruin everything really, really fast. So just by understanding that and being able to control your emotions, really, and then just being smart. You know, social media can be a good thing, too. You can use it in a positive yeah. way. Um, 
you know, I do my best trying to keep all positive things on my social media, stay out of all the, the conversations and all that. And, and, you know, when something does go good, retweet it or someone else does some good, retweet it. If there's something bad, kind of keep my opinion to myself because you never know who's going to judge you the wrong way or take what you said that's written in a couple words on a tweet based off of um, like uh, how you said it. And, you know, you because just because you typed it, they can't hear your point of like point of view from it and your tone of voice. So um, just kind of being able to avoid all that altogether, um, and just keep a positive mindset. Things are ha- happening. Keep your head down and just and just work. Really, that's kind of the biggest thing. You wear you wear one five on the defense. The other one five on the offensive side. I mean, I'm coming back. I, I, I'm I'm not. I got hurt because because everybody was waiting, right? Everybody like what this time last year, right? Every you know you got this guy, you know. Coming from Wisconsin, name Graham. What is he gonna do, right? What is he gonna do? You get to see him every day. You got to play with him a full year. What is it? What What is Graham Merch? We know we know what he means to the team. What type of teammate is he? He seems to be a guy that has a lot of fun. Uh, definitely can slang that thing. But you get to see him at. You get to see him two days this year. You get to, well. You won't see him in the spring this year, but. Talk about Graham Mertz. One year in, I mean, 20 touchdowns, three picks. What what type of teammate is he? Yes, you talk about a guy, another guy who does all the right things, you know, and, and that's Graham Mertz. Someone who does all the right things and goes above, uh, above and beyond. A guy who's a leader, uh, a vocal leader, and also a leader by example. So, I mean, I mean, I'm so happy that he's staying another year because he almost, he's inspired me to do a lot of different things, you know, working off the field, um, and just doing those little things on a day-to-day basis and on a consistent basis. And and he does all of those things. So it's kind of funny because being on the different side of the ball, we push each other back and forth at practice. You know, we'll, we'll holler back at each other and, and, and get to compete. And, it, and it's a good time. But, you know, when we get out of practice, it's like, hey, do you want to go in the weight room? Hey, do you want to do this? And, you know, I want to get in the film room with him to see how he sees things. So um, it's been a blessing to have him. I'm super happy to be able to have him back um, this upcoming year. And, and, you know, he's just a guy that does all the right things, and, and I'm super excited to be able to see uh, where that takes him. Now, listen, you was wearing 1-5 well before Graham Merce got here. He come in, he put on that 1-5. Do you mess with him? Like, listen, please, rep. I mean, you got on that 1-5. Don't, don't go out there embarrassing us. Like, it's got to be a funny – it's got to be a healthy banter back and forth when you get a chance to actually, you know, uh, play against him, uh, you know, during the spring and uh, two days and things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely, because, I mean, it was funny because I was wearing – 15 my freshman year and then anthony uh switched to 15 and then i was like oh and then he left i was like all right i got the I, I got and then graham came in and so i mean it's a funny joke definitely but um uh yeah it's, def- it's definitely something that's pretty funny when i had graham on i said graham man you know what is going to be the mantra of the you know the 2024 florida Gators? he said we're going to be hungry and we're going to be ready he said i get it we are what our record says it is. Everybody going to have something to say. He said, but we're going to be hungry and we're going to be ready. Do you share his sentiments with that hungry and ready mantra? Absolutely. And, and, and another thing that I'll add to that is a lot of people are, I mean, the record is what you are. And, and I understand that. But we have, we are one to two plays away from that being completely, a, completely a different story. So, you know, and me and, and me and Graham and a lot of guys are all on the same page, and I know the coaching staff as well. And we're going to do uh, a really work really hard this offseason to be able to correct those one or two plays, those explosive plays, and be able to eliminate some of those missed tackles that that changed the game. And I think that's the biggest thing that has been hurting us. So, 
we're able to fix those certain things, that record goes from five and seven to, to ten and to ten and three, ten and two. So, um, you know, I'm super excited and um, we, we, we were ready to win. You know, I, I, it gets me fired up just to even talk about it because I'm super excited to be able to get after it this year. Derek, with everything you've done in college football, all, you know, off the field stuff, on the field stuff, you know, your mom is up there doing an incredible job with us. We shot. You talk about uh, just having that mindset to be able to say, listen, man, whatever they need from me, when you, when you don't have to think on the field, when you go, I know what the offense is going to do. I know what they're going to run. I know where I'm supposed to be. I know where the other 10 guys are supposed to line up. How much slower is the game when D-Wingo walk out there and go, I'm directing traffic, but when they snap that ball, I'm gone. I'm gone and can't nobody stop me. Talk about the game slowing down for you once you know exactly what to do, what D coordinator, what your D line, what your D, uh, what uh, Coach Peter and them trying to get you to do. How much better is your game when you're saying, I'm just reacting. I ain't thinking. I'm just running and hitting. Yeah, so I said that's a big part of maturing uh, when you play football in college football. You get you transfer uh, from um, high school to college, right? The game is a, is a lot faster. And um, once you start learning the playbook and you understand there's a lot more than just, you know, you're blitzing here and you go there. You know, it, it's it, there's a lot of things that break down in the film room and that we have to do. And um, I went through that transition of kind of understanding how the game slows down once you understand it. And you know where all the 10 other guys in the field to my left and right are going to be. And I feel like, that comes back with the trust, knowing that he's going to be here and I'm going to be here. I'm going to fit right in the middle, be able to make the player. You have to understand that you have to do your job in order for him to make the play. And you can't be selfish. So it, it's definitely all about um, just understanding the game in the film room, trusting yourself and trusting your teammates for everything to kind of slow down for you. Derek, every kid that plays high school football, they want to be where you are. They say, oh, I'm good enough to play for Florida. I want to play at Florida. You're doing it. And you mean no disrespect to them. You do this. I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm in the ninth grade. I knew I, I go to St. Thomas Aquinas. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Broward County. For those you don't know, Broward, not Dade. That's Broward. <laughs> anyway, that's another show for another day. And they're and they're saying I want to play for Florida. Bigger than wanting to play for Florida, tell them what it is when you actually play for them. So I think uh, it comes with an expectation. It comes with a standard, and you know that's that's the biggest thing. It comes with a standard, and, and these alumni and these and these coaches, when you get into this program, they're going to hold you to that standard. It doesn't matter if you're a freshman, if you're a senior, whatever you are. If if you're not doing the right things and showing up on time, and and you know, doing all the right things to make progress for yourself and the program, you know, that's where that comes when you get to the point where you can go find yourself somewhere else. So um, it's a, it's a big part of growing up and understand that hey, this is a business, this is a job. I need to understand that, you know, these coaches are putting their trust in, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. Right. So they, they have to feed their family just as much as we do. So you need to be able to make sure that you're doing all the right things. You're on time and and you do what you need to do and take care of business in order for you to feed your family just as these coaches want to do theirs. So it's a lot about growing up, um, understanding the game, come come into college knowing that you need to learn. Don't think you know everything. Come in trying to learn. Get around these older guys. Get around uh, these guys who've been through the process and the program and learn from them and, and just kind of take after them. And eventually that's going to be you, you one day. And it's going to come a lot faster than you think. So kind of just understanding that there's a lot to learn and don't think you know everything. 
high school football in the state of Florida. I'm from the state of Georgia. I, 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 can't, I can give y'all the crown of, yes, slightly 1A. You know, high school football in Florida is a, just a smidge higher <laughs> than Georgia. Because, you know, I, I can give that to y'all. But you come to, it doesn't get more tradition rich than Florida. Y'all, the biggest brand in the state. But when it comes to high school football, Unless you live under a rock. St. Thomas Aquinas is good Lord. Like you talk about tradition. What was it like going to a school like that that put them out? Most schools want to put out a player here. Y'all putting out the whole senior class. Oh, yeah, we signed 20 guys. What is it like going to a school like that? Yeah, so I get also give a lot of props to uh, guys like uh, Coach Harriet. You know, he had that same kind of standard mentality and, and the kind of college schedule in high school. You know, I had uh, coaches like uh, James Madison, Jason Taylor, Tuan Russell. I know all these guys that uh, Coach Harriet was able to put around us to be able to um, kind of help us grow up at an early age. So I definitely think that's something that prepared me um, to be able to get here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, when you talk about blowing guys out and then coming to college and you're playing these SEC opponents, um, that's something that is a lot, a lot different. But I think St. Thomas definitely um, had a big part of how I was able to transition with the schedule, understanding the maturity, um, just kind of understand that you got to learn because, you know, just as much as um, you're playing games in, in college or it's just as much as you're playing games in high school and you're competing, and you're doing this, you know, when you get to the next level, you should understand that it's going to be harder and you're going to have to compete with guys that were just as good as you in high school. So um, understanding just because you're the, the big fish in the little pond, when you get to college, that thing gets to be the ocean. <laughs> got to do some work. So before I let you go, Derek, you mentioned something earlier, man. I'm not going to just let you slide through. You said I did an internship at NASA. I did an internship at NASA. I said, wait, 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 What? Yeah, what? You walking into NASA, right? I mean, what is your, if they had a heart mother on you, like you like this, number one, who told you that you got the internship at NASA and what was it like interning at freaking NASA? Yeah, so NASA actually came into the facility and we had to do like interviews. So we had to like put a little polo on and stuff and do an interview and talk about yourself, has a resume and everything. And they had to go through the list and choose um, what two guys they wanted to be able to do the micro internship. So I ended up getting selected. I got to go down to Cape Canaveral um, and kind of tour everything, see how it is and see all the different jobs that they have to offer. Uh, I saw my first first launch and that was that was insane. I saw that the second I got there, um, seeing what goes into it with all the different engineers and um, all the different communication guys. I got to actually go and speak to a high school and give a presentation on um, kind of NASA and the LSP program that I was working with. Um, and then like we did an open up open question things and we talked about, you know, my journey and what I've been through and, and kind of giving those uh, younger kids an advice. And, um, you know, I just being able to kind of show them kind of the journey, I think was something that was pretty cool. But me personally, just also being able to see all the stuff at NASA you know, it was a huge eye opener. I mean, when you see how big those those rockets really are and what, what goes into actually having a, a launch happen and all, all the things that Elon Musk and all of them are doing, it's just, it's just insane. So basically, Derek is sitting on the phone with one of his people one day and they're like, man, where you at? Listen, man, I got to call you back. I'm about to get on the plane. Where you going? I'm going to South Africa. I'll call you when I land. <laughs> then that same friend, a couple of months later, like, hey, man, what you doing? Listen, I'm about to walk in NASA. What? <laughs> Man, stop calling me, man. I'm, I, I got stuff I got to do. All I can say is this. I'm super duper proud of you, super duper happy for you. See, the thing is, right, when you're a football player your whole life, 
Somebody had to tell you, no, I, you get to a certain point, you say, no, I play football. What you mean? Like, no, I'm not a football player. Those are the NFL guys. The, when, you, when you make it there, yeah, I'm a football player, right? Until then, no, man, uh, I'm a hell of an individual. I'm a student and I play football because because the kids that saw you in NASA, you wasn't you didn't have no help on the shoulder pads when you were going to talk to those kids down there. They saw you, you know, and I said, well, I, when I saw Derek, he wasn't knocking the hell out of somebody. Well, I saw him in the swamp. I saw him in the airport. But then the kids in South Africa, they say, well, we don't speak English. So whatever, whatever language they speak, they saying so-and-so, so-and-so, Derek Wingo. So they know you in all the Cape Canaveral, Fort Lauderdale, Gainesville, South Africa, Throughout the Gainesville community, I see I, I see what you're doing in the community. All I can say is, Derek, you got a hell of a resume, man. And you and you think about that. You go, hey, bro, um, my resume, I just keep on adding to it, keep on adding to it. That way, by the time, you know, by the time, you know, you decide, hey, man, when I want to hang my cleats up one day, oh, my uh, my second mountain going to be crazy. They, that's what they call it. They say, listen, the first mountain is when you're young, trying to figure out. Your second is the one I want to climb. You pick. I want all of them. I say, listen, give them all up. Why? Because that boy can climb all 10 of them. I, I, that's what I see when I see you. And like I said, tell Mama Wingo when I walk <laughs> in, just kick everybody else out. No, everybody out. No. Y'all, she closed. I'm going to try. I'm going to get sick. But no, Derek, I, I appreciate you taking the time. The reason why I do this is this. I know you a hell of a player. Everybody that knows you know that. They don't know this part. They didn't know I interviewed to go to NASA. I had to interview to go to South Africa. And every day on a football field is an interview. People go, how do you make it to Saturday? Boy, you better be a hell of an interviewer Monday through Friday. Because you won't. Saturday is the hardest place to be. It's the hardest thing to do is when they yell out defense and you running out there. Because everybody on that side that play defense is good enough to run out there. But as Coach Burry and Coach Zook used to say, you want your best 11. Nothing wrong with the other ones. I want the because if I turn on the TV for one play, I say, "Who did fifteen getting that sack?" Derek Wingo with. But I said, "Listen, that's that's why you play. Because if it's a snapshot, I want Derek out there. Derek, what what coach Armstrong? Give him hell. All right, coach. Because that dude, I don't know if he take five hour energy or that joke got a lot of energy. Coach Armstrong, he said we will negotiate. He said we will negotiate with a hammer. I said, "What did he say?" <laughs> I love it, Derek. Listen, stay healthy. Tell Graham, you know, y'all. Listen, y'all just talk to each other in the in the sauna or the, the hot tub or the the Olympic sized pool while y'all eating, while y'all drinking, you know, soy milk mixed with whatever they give y'all. Y'all spoiled as hell down there today. Like, Mama, what you what you eating today, uh, Derek? I just had some bacon wrapped with asparagus with a little <laughs> what kind of sauce. Is this because y'all got? Sh I ain't mad at you. I'm happy. But uh, before I let you go, though, man, what would you say? What would you say to your parents? Man, what would you? Because they're the ones that don't get enough credit. They're the ones that made sure that Derek became Derek when the days he ain't feel like doing it. Mama, I don't want to do this. This ain't it. What would you say to them? Because they made sure that you stayed the course, even when the course kind of veered off a little bit. Yeah, you know, at first I would say, you know, thank you, and um, I know what they've sacrificed and what they've done for me to be here. Um, so just eventually for me to be able to give back to them and, you know, spend time with them and, and know that um, I appreciate them, I think is the biggest thing because, you know, they made a lot of sacrifices for me to be here, you know, not just, um, not just, you know, being here in the world, just, you know, 
coming to be able to come to college, all those things and, and graduate and, you know, things that they weren't able to do. So um, my dad, my dad says a big thing is I want to coach you in life to be better, to be a better man than I was. And, you know, um, it's just, you know, knowing everything that they've sacrificed for me, I want to be able to get back to them. Derek Wingo, St. Thomas Aquinas, Florida Player of the Year, Army, Army, what was it? Let's see, American, was it? Army, Army Bowl All American. But now, NASA internship has a passport in South Speaking to kids in some part of Florida, all throughout getting up been a part of Gainesville. Hell, I don't even know. I, I don't know where he had Gainesville look different. The other side of 75 used to be dirt. Now, them boys got. You know, restaurants over there and Dave and Buster's, they got what? They got a cheesecake factory. Yeah, can I, uh, what's your, I'm here, Derek Wingo. I had the cheesecake with the what? Spoil, PF Chains. <laughs> I'm just giving all these plugs to these people. But Derek, I, I will say this you are what we are looking for every time we go out there and recruit. We're looking for you. I don't care what position. I want a Derek Wingo. And what does that mean? A dude that understands even before he understands, even before he knew, he knew. Even before he got it, he got it. Because once he get it, if I said, wait a minute, when he was running around as a freshman, he don't know yet. But he was still making plays. But now he knows. So if you are, if you are, if you play for any team next year in 2024, don't take it personal. Don't let listen, don't, don't, don't let the handsome face and the smile fool you. He will knock the hell out you and smile at you and say, get up. Why? Because we still got time on the clock. I want to beat you up about three more quarters, and we can love. I can love up on you after the game. He is Derek Wingo, a man of many hairstyles, because he got a bunch of them. This one right here ain't gonna last. By the time the season comes, might have a mohawk. Who knows? But more than that, a hell of an individual. Great individual. Great student athlete. I guarantee you, Billy Napier brags about you all the time because he get the credit for what you become. And all he did was, and he didn't even recruit you. <laughs> he get to talk about Derek. And like, so basically, Billy Napier calls Dan Muller to go, hey, man, I appreciate you. This, this Derek Wingo kid, appreciate you. Because I'm telling you, you are what I hope we sign today in the 2024 recruiting class, whoever we get in the transport portal. If they haven't met you, pull them to the side and say, listen, I'm not going to make you follow me. Follow me. Because I'm, I'm going. Follow that. Follow 1-5 on offense. When it comes to the defense, follow one five. If he'll get you there, I'll get you there. And I was one five when he was one five. He knows that. <laughs> Derek, man, stay healthy, man. I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir.